the biggest thing, the best thing, the most effective thing you can do is have a cohesive plan, a cohesiveness in your messaging, in your tone, in the way you appear, and in your intention. Welcome to The Found Podcast with Molly Knuth, a podcast for women who are founding and getting found with their businesses online. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and my mission is to help women rewrite how we live and work on our own terms. We want to grow families, impact others for the better, and be a positive force in our communities. But we also want to have a fulfilling life, you know? In the past six years, I've gone from being a stay-at-home mom to a freelance social media marketer to a hashtag boss babe, managing client needs, talented team members, and my husband and four kiddos on our little farm here in Eastern Iowa. And what I've learned in that time is that it's not just about going full force or any one-size-fits-all strategy for a business owner. It takes you leaning into your unique gifts, intuition, and goals, and learning who you are as a person along the way to founding this business. So come along for lessons and stories from female founders growing and scaling their businesses through energetics, tried and true tactics, and high vibe personal growth. Be ready to get found. Hey there, listener. Welcome back to The Found Podcast with Molly Knuth. This is our first episode since the Refined series. And we're kind of back to our regularly scheduled programming here where we're in our typical format, our typical length, and our typical episode structure. So if you haven't yet listened to the Refined series, please, please, please head over to The Found Podcast on Spotify and iTunes. Or if you want to send me a direct DM over on Instagram at mollyknuth underscore MKM, I'd be happy to send you the link because I really do believe that that series of mini tiny episodes is just so, so potent and powerful, and it will set you up really well for today's episode, Begin with the End in Mind. Our intention today is to demonstrate how you can use this concept of beginning with the end in mind to frame your marketing for the next week, month, quarter, even year. And it doesn't have to be limited to your marketing. This can even apply to your business goals. This could apply to your financial goals. Beginning with the end in mind is so simple, yet so effective. All right, so before we dig into the details, I want to start with just like a little brief snippet of a story that we'll come back to in a little bit. But I want you to come with me and my husband as we are on a vacation, this is probably about 10 years ago, but we decided we really wanted to be spontaneous. So we went to Texas and we were traveling in Austin. We hit um, Waco and where else did we go? Austin, Waco, Dallas. Okay. And so 
we knew where we were going. We knew the cities, but we didn't book any of the Airbnbs or hotels. We're just like, heck, we're going to wing it when we're down there. We didn't really have an agenda of where we wanted to visit. And we didn't have any particular restaurants or activities that we really, really wanted to do. Okay. So we just wanted to have this like open calendar, you know, just like having a good old time, no schedule that we were attached to. And neither of us are really big vacation planners. Like I am just not somebody who will pour over details or put together an itinerary. So for me, I was like, okay. But I I admit it, like I gave my husband a lot of grief because I was like, I just want to know where I'm staying. And so for me, there was like a lot of anxiety going into this vacation because I was like, I just don't even know where I'm sleeping. Who knows if there's even going to be hotel availability. Uh, This was the early days of Airbnb. So I'm like, do I even trust like going to these strangers houses? And so we went into this vacation with this idea of, oh, this is going to be so low key. This is going to be so non-stress. But actually it did the opposite because I didn't have parameters. I was stressed because I had such an open-ended method of vacationing. And we ended up having some, (laughs) not like real bad fights, but some disagreements. And a lot of our time, like sitting at restaurants and stuff, instead of just like being present and where our feet were, it was spent on our phones researching where we were going to go next, deciding what we wanted to eat, making sure that we had a place to stay that night. And so it actually didn't end up being this spontaneous, enjoyable trip. And we'll come back to that in a little bit with some more details. But I just wanted to set the stage of like, sometimes being open-ended sounds great in theory, but in reality, it just creates kind of this like friction-filled mess. And sometimes for those of us who are listening, if we are business owners, we can kind of feel that way about our marketing. We might ask questions like, how do I even know if where I'm spending my time and money is working? How do I know what I even talk about when I go to make a social media post? How do I know that this is going to get people to purchase my product? How do I keep the faith when the going gets hard? All of these questions are ones that I commonly come across in my work with clients as a marketing strategist and social media manager. It is not, it is not just you that has these questions if you have asked yourself those in recent days or weeks. In this day and age, it can be hard. It can be so hard, particularly in the marketing space, because we feel like we are constantly bombarded with messages. We're seeing all of these ads. We're hearing all of these podcast spots from companies. We're going through our days being like really just surrounded by signage and commercials telling us this is the best product or this is the service that's going to solve all of our problems. And then for those of us with businesses of our own or organizations that we care about and are helping, we can wonder how do we even stand out amongst all the noise? And you aren't alone if you think that because I did a little bit of research and by research, I just mean I typed this into Google, but I asked how many ads does a person see in a day? 
And in an article by Zipia, and I'll tag this in the show notes so you can link to it with a click, the average American is exposed to 4,000 to 10,000 ads per day. That is nearly double the number of ads the average person saw in 2007 and over five times as many ads as the average person saw in the 1970s. You guys, this is just wild. Overall, the explosion of advertisements can be attributed to the internet. You know as well as I do that as you scroll through your social media, you get an ad every couple of posts. If you're looking at it on a desktop, like on Facebook, for example, you don't just have in-feed ads. You also have banner ads or you'll have ads over in the margins. If you try to click into articles, commonly you'll have pop-up ads or ads at the top and bottom or in the middle of the article. Ads are everywhere and we are just so overrun with them. So in this seemingly saturated advertising market, how can we make sure that our time, our money, and our efforts that we are devoting to marketing and advertising our businesses don't fall on deaf ears, or in the modern age, don't fall upon eyes that can't filter out the important stuff in this case. My answer, in order to cut through the noise, your best bet is to make sure that wherever people encounter you, whether you are a small town local business, or you are a person in a small town who has a brand that wants to make a greater impact with a greater footprint. The biggest thing, the best thing, the most effective thing you can do is have a cohesive plan, a cohesiveness in your messaging, in your tone, in the way you appear, and in your intention. Having this cohesiveness communicates your values and it allows you to help your ideal client And people that you want to help make their next move with you. It helps them understand how to do all that. So how do we bring cohesion if we feel like we are marketing on Facebook one day or we're sending an email another day or we're just trying to keep up with all the things? We begin with the end in mind. When you are planning out what to say and how to say it, you first need to know where you want your audience, your ideal client or customer to go with you. So let's come back to that example that I began with, that legendary, infamous, famous (laughs) trip to Texas for me and Ryan. So when we went to Texas, we knew that we wanted to go to Texas. We knew that we wanted to go to Waco. We knew that we wanted to go to Austin. We knew that we wanted to go to Dallas. But that was it. We had a very vague set of targets. So we were there, but we didn't know how to experience the culture. We didn't know exactly which landmarks to see. We left it so open-ended that it created kind of a muddled up mess. Now, in a different trip, We took a family vacation to South Dakota. We knew we wanted to go to the Black Hills, but we had learned from our Texas trip. And instead of just going in and winging it, we had a plan of attack. And again, I'm not somebody who's going to have like an ironclad itinerary, but for this trip and the people who were traveling with us, 
we sat down and we said, here are our non-negotiables. We want to go to Mount Rushmore. We want to go see Crazy Horse. We want to go visit Custer State Park. We want to travel the Needles Highway. We want to go to a couple of like their touristy destination things. And then we made a general frame of attack for how these days and these landmarks could stack up. So we said, okay, if we're going to be there for five days, it makes the most sense to do the Custer State Park tour, which is going to take most of a day on that like first day that we're there. Then the second day, maybe that's going to be like kind of a late morning where we get started because we're a little bit tired. So maybe we'll do like something not too far away from where we're staying. Oh yeah, we booked where we were staying. That was a big thing. So we booked where we were staying and we said, maybe we'll just kind of stay close to home that second day so that we can come back for nap time or whatever. And we had a general framework of what we were going to do each day so that we made sure we hit the things that we wanted to see. And we still left a little wiggle room, right? But instead of being like so open-ended, so vague with no plan of what we were going to do or how we were going to do it, we just had some clear targets. We established our objectives. We had daily um, tasks that would end up with a great trip to the Black Hills. And guess what? We had a fantastic trip that we still talk about. Actually, if you go out to the Black Hills, our favorite thing, if you guys are like in the Midwest or like West kind of, our favorite thing we did in the Black Hills was we rented um, Polaris side-by-sides and we went with another family and they got a six-seater side-by-side. We rented a six-seater side-by-side. And then our, um, I guess to continue this map analogy, um, the people that we got the side-by-sides from, they gave us an app that we could download and they said, you know, here's a pin dot of where we think you should go because it's a lookout and you can see like three states from that vantage point. And so we took the side-by-sides from the rental place in the town, and then we went through these trails, these back roads, and we ended up at this like overlook that was just gorgeous. You could see forever. And the kids had so much fun and we like rained. So there was mud. It was the coldest day of our trip. We were there in the like mid to late June, but it was like 50 degrees. So we were bundled up with blankets and extra sweatshirts and we were freezing, but it was still one of our most enjoyable days because we just were like, you know, there was enough of a plan that we knew where we were going to go and we knew what to expect, but it was still a little bit adventurous because there was a wake room along the path. And so if you're going to the Black Hills, I highly recommend it. I don't remember what the name of the company was, but it was just like, I would look for an ATV or a UTV rental place because it was just so much fun. Our family loved it. Okay. So out of vacation planning mode, you might be wondering, okay, Molly, this all sounds great, but how do I apply it to my marketing? So let's take this concept of planning a vacation, beginning with the end in mind, knowing where you want to go, identifying the landmarks that you want to hit. We want to have a South Dakota trip. We don't want to have a Texas trip. So nothing against the people of Texas. You are probably great. Um, I'm just associating it with the Texas trip of the Knuth family. So nothing against Texas. Um, But in order to work with you, your ideal client or customer needs to know where you are going to take him or her, aka you are now their Siri. So let's continue this travel analogy. Some customers just need Siri to show them a route to get the directions. Like all they need to do is plug in that address 
They just need to view that route, that blue line that Siri pops up. They say, oh, yeah, I know how to get there. I just needed to see it on the map. And they don't even go to the next step where Siri like actually is actively engaged. They just needed to see where they're at, where that destination is, and then they know how to get there and they can put that plan together, those turn by turn directions by themselves. Now, you might have people on the other end of the spectrum who want to work with you. And for them, they want that spreadsheet itinerary. They want those turn by turn directions. So for them, you need to begin with the end in mind, but you need to provide structure. You need to have landmarks. You need to have specific cutoff times. And they want to know how exactly you help them to the minute detail. I believe that for most of our businesses, for those of you who are listening, my business included, if we can hit somewhere in between that and demonstrate that through our marketing, that is going to be the most effective path for us. We want to show our ideal client and customer where they're going to end up, aka that transformation that we will provide if he or she signs up for our program or purchases our product. And we want to demonstrate through our marketing, not just where they'll end up, the transformation that they'll experience, but we want to show them the turn-by-turn directions. We want to show them how to stay the course. And through our marketing of that process, it will build up that know, like, and trust that we need to convert that ideal client or customer from somebody who's just like interested on a surface level to knowing that we are the person, the business that they are ready to work with, okay? So beginning with the end in mind in our marketing, we are showing our ideal client or customer through our social media, through our emails, through our wherever else we are showing up with our marketing in a cohesive fashion over a predetermined amount of time, what that final destination is. We're going to highlight the landmarks. We'll point out the perks of the scenic route or the interstate. We'll then allow that traveler to choose their vehicle, their route for their ultimate comfort. Okay. So let's break this down into a couple of different analogies. So Let's say I'm a service provider in a small town. I offer tax services for individuals or families at tax time. So I'm going to paint a picture. I'm going to show my ideal client or customer through my social media marketing and my email list. So in both of these places at the same time, I'm going to send an email or I'm going to create a social media post. And the first thing I'm going to do is say, this is where I want you to be. So in the caption of my post or in the body of the email, I might say, right now, you're thinking about tax time and you get a knot in your stomach or your shoulders get really tense or your breathing gets shallow. You think about gathering up receipts. You think about not understanding what your deductions are. You're a stressed out mom or dad who's already running to kids' activities, going to work, and you don't have time to make sense of the tax code and the burden that is tax season. So first, I'm painting that picture of my customer, my client, where they are right now. Then in the rest of the email, or in the rest of the caption, or if you want to get really cool with your marketing, the next post, spread this out over a couple of days. So then the next day, I'm going to post and I'm going to use like colors of greens and blues because those colors are known to put people at ease. I might even use like some beachy themed imagery to like really make working with me at tax time specifically seem like a breeze. 
I'm going to paint that picture of the transformation that my client or customer can experience by working with me. I'm going to paint the picture of them on April 15th, sipping pina coladas on a beach with their tax return dollars, with no stress, no headaches, no outside factors impeding upon their enjoyment of the moment. And it's all the better because they are just so relaxed right now because they worked with me. We got their taxes done ahead of time and it's all finalized before that last call tax date. So AKA with this painting of this picture in this post, in the body of this email, I'm giving them that destination. I'm showing them how they can go from where they are, that overburdened, overwhelmed, overscheduled mom or dad into that relaxed couple in the sun hat with the glasses on, sipping that cute little cocktail with the pineapple and the little umbrella poolside on April 15th. I'm showing them how it could be. Then maybe in the next follow-up email in the series or in another social media post, I'm going to show them those landmarks. So in in our analogy of travel, I'm picking out those high points that I want to make sure that I see on my trip. For our purposes of this marketing example, I'm going to outline what are the things we need to do? What are those markers and milestones we need to hit so that we can make that transformation happen by April 15th? So I'm going to outline the corresponding steps and dates that they need to observe. So if they want to be vacationing by April 15th, I'm going to work backwards and I'll say, and this is totally like I'm off the cuff here. So if there's any CPAs or accountants listening, like I'm totally making up these numbers and dates on the fly. I'm sure like talk to your accountant, they will have better dates than I will. But I'm going to work backwards from April 15th and I'll say, okay, first we need to make sure that we have everything filed ready to submit by April 1st. So then we'll mail it. You've got two weeks in case we forget anything to get it all submitted. So that means by March 15th, you need to get me, your CPA, tax person, all of your paperwork. So that means by March 1st, you need to make sure that you've got all of your W-2s. You've got all of the um, 1099s that you might have. Any other income tax-specific documentation You've got it in hand March 1st, and then you can start organizing it and getting it ready to send off to me. And then we'll just give them a schedule. And I can even provide that schedule in an email body or in a social media post so that it's making it even easier. And they can see that I've got this itinerary. I've got this plan. It builds that know, like, and trust. Now, we're going to give our ideal client or customer two paths to follow to pursue this journey, to take this vacation, to work with us. I'm going to give them two paths. They can either take the scenic route. So the scenic route, as you can picture in your own head, the scenic route takes a little longer, right? We might see more scenery because we're moving a little slower. We're going down roads that have a slower speed limit. We're winding through some roads that have twists, turns, ups, and downs. Or we can have a different experience of a travel and we can take an interstate where it's mostly flat, high speeds, multiple lanes, but we don't have a lot of stops. We don't have any um, traffic signals. We're pretty much open road. Here we go. So 
in the example of our CPA or accountant service provider, when we get to this point of the two paths that our ideal client or customer could choose, in my marketing, in a social media post or in a specific email, I might say, hey, I've got package one if you want to work with me. And this is kind of the slower roll package. Your dates are a little more spread out because it'll only you only have an hour a week to devote to your tax prep. So for eight weeks from February 1st through March 21st, you have one hour homework or tasks that you need to complete so that we hit that deadline of when you need to get me your documentation and then I can submit the paperwork for you. This is the scenic route. You're doing a bulk of the work one hour per week over the span of eight weeks. Or then in another social media post or a separate email, I'll say you have the interstate version. You can book a half day appointment and we're just going to knock all this out in one day so that you can book this and then you can move on with your life. That interstate package, we're speeding up the delivery. We're making it even more convenient. I'm handling more of the load. So that's going to be a pricier package, but it's going to get them there faster and they're going to be able to relax that much sooner on the beach in Cabo. Okay. So then we kind of stand back and we just pose the question, which one works better for you? Which is more fitting to your specific scenario or your specific needs? So we say, do you want the scenic route or do you want the interstate? And we give them the space and the time to think and reflect while reminding them that the end goal is the same. Life's a beach. It's easy and breezy this tax season. Okay, so we begin with the end in mind for our marketing. We paint the picture. We show the transformation. We provide options. We don't just list the features, which we can sometimes be prone to when we are marketing our products and our services. So how might this work for a product-based business instead of a service-based one? We still begin with the end in mind. Let's take a beauty um, product person, for example. Our end goal is to allow our client, our customer, an experience where she goes out for the evening and everybody she runs into says, wow, you look beautiful. And she is feeling her most vibrant, most confident self. So how do we get her there? We give her that destination where she has flawless, youthful skin, amazing looks that she can do from the comfort of home. And she gets that wow factor when she goes places. So then we outline the steps. We identify the landmarks. She needs to have a skincare regimen to provide that base. And then we need to provide her the opportunity to learn how to apply makeup, use our products in the best way possible for her, and give her those product recommendations and those tutorials that set her up for that wow factor. Then we give her two options. Does she want the back road scenic route? So that's just using a couple of products at a time. Maybe that fits her budget better. Maybe that fits her timeline better. It'll take a little longer to get the results, but she can spend the time picking and choosing the products that work best for her and her budget. Or we can give her the sped up interstate version, bundling products that come with a complete step-by-step guide so she can easily make these effects at home. Then we stand back and we give her the option to choose her path for her. She gets to be the ultimate factor in deciding which is the best choice. But the commonality is that we begin with the end in mind. 
We know where we are going, so we know how to orient our actions. We know how to guide and speak to our ideal client and customer in our marketing so that it doesn't just list facts. It doesn't just spout off all of the bells and whistles. It gives them that clear trajectory to get to the ultimate place that they want to go. And this isn't just limited to your marketing for your business. This can also be applied to your overall business goals. If you want to hit 100000 in annual revenue, you know what your destination is by saying and staking your claim that that's where you are going. Then you outline the path. Give yourself the back roads scenic route. Determine that breezy way that allows you to move a little slower. Take your time. Spread it out over more time. Or give yourself a path to fast track it interstate style. High speeds, high ticket offers, lower turnaround times. Whichever is your preferred method, you can choose, but it ultimately lays out a path to get you to that ultimate destination. We are taking a South Dakota trip. We are not taking a Texas trip. (laughs) So what do we need to do? We need to have that big picture vision, painting that destination super clearly and determining the path that will get us there. So imagine yourself. After you implement this begin with the end in mind strategy for your business, imagine yourself as someone who creates marketing that is aligned. It's cohesive. It moves people. You're not just feeling like you're throwing spaghetti at the wall, but you know that with each and every marketing asset you create, it's moving people down the path to work with you. Imagine if you implemented this begin with the end in mind to your business goals. You're not just willy nilly out there hoping and wishing and thinking that maybe possibly someday you'll get to that $100,000 goal. You've got a clear path. You've got specific landmarks. You know the mile markers that you need to get to in order to end up where you ultimately want to go. What will having this path do for your stress level, your schedule, and where you're spending your time? What will this do for your checking accounts? What will this do for your reputation? What will this do for your peace of mind? Now, how can we get you there? If you want more marketing support like this from Molly Knuth Media, head over to mollyknuthmedia.com shop and you can check out our workshops, our ongoing programs that you can join to get more marketing support. Or if you're someone who wants to fast track it and you want that one-on-one, I want a specific plan that's just for me and my business, make sure you email me, hello at mollyknuthmedia.com, and we'll talk about individual consulting and planning, which is my jam. I love to hear your business goals and figure out this path to get you there. So mollyknuthmedia.com slash shop for that scenic route. Or hello at mollyknuthmedia.com to talk about one-on-one consulting and planning in an individualized setting. All right, guys, I'm going to leave you with that. I want you to start thinking about not just one post at a time, one email at a time, one product at a time, one offer at a time. I want you to paint the big picture. Where are you going? What's your destination? And then I want you to work backwards from there to establish your path, your landmarks, your mile markers, identify what's your scenic route and what's your Autobahn interstate, and then make that decision that's best for you. As always, 
I'll be back in just a couple of weeks with another episode of The Found Podcast. But in the meantime, you can always find me at Molly Knuth underscore MKM or at Molly Knuth Media on all the socials. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening in to The Found Podcast. If you loved what you heard in today's episode, please head over to The Found Podcast on iTunes or Spotify and leave us a review. It means so much to know how you think about these episodes where I pour out my heart or to know what strategies you found most effective from our guest experts. While you're there, you can also check out that library of 100 plus episodes of stories of female founders and successful strategies for getting found in your business. Thank you again for being here this week and I'll be back with even more in next week's episode.